ready for some football? You are now listening to Down South Football Podcast. Welcome to Down South Football Podcast. We're coming off another great weekend of football, man. I really enjoyed it this weekend. I think the fellas did too. How y'all doing tonight, fellas? So good, good man. man. Good. good. This your boy Renard Williams. Up to the right of me, we got C Tuck, and then we got our boy David Garden. Of course, it says I hate the you, but y'all know that's Ben Dennis, and you know this Florida State Miami this week. You know, look, 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 look. Let me get this out. Let me go and get this out. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you time. I'm gonna give you Miami hate time. But we got a special guest in the house, man, to start the show off. Where we go in all our uh, reviews this week. Uh, at this point, I'm gonna turn it over Mr. David Gardner and let him let him do his thing, sir. Go ahead, Mr. Gardner. Man, we got a special guest tonight, man. My partner, my homeboy from shit back at the park, uh, boy Mike Cunningham, <laughs> man. Who, if y'all don't know, he's the father of Malik Cunningham or Mikhail Cunningham, who whatever you want to call him. I don't know what the whole thing between the Malik and Mikhail. Uh, I just saw Mike uh, two days ago. Had to had to get down on correct somebody about the Mikhail and the Malik. It, I still don't understand <laughs> it, but to me, he Malik. I never knew his name was Mikhail, but um. Again, like we got Mike and his father on the show, so <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of turn it over to him and just kind of let you talk, you know, talk like you know what was his journey like from, you know, from Pee Wee High School all the way to Louisville, man, and just kind of the, you know, kinda, when did you know Malik was gonna become Mikael? I guess we can put it that way. Uh, they we was uh we was playing. I don't know if you remember, but when uh, Center Point was in our league and uh we was playing them we was nine yeah. and uh we was at the park and somehow or another bro we was tied at half i mean at uh in the fourth quarter right and i had been trying to get malik outside all game bro and they kind of was running the same type of offense that we was running and it was hard to get him right. outside so he was like dad give me the ball and i'm like all right they 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 kind of bouncing us on the outside. So, bro, make a long story short, I gave Malik the ball on a 30, which is right up the middle of the defense. And when he did that, bro, he went and scored and won the game, man. I, I told Stacy, like, I was like, you know, as long as we do our part, man, I think we got some. I never told him, but mm-hmm. at nine years old, I kind of knew, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, at the par, bro, I just felt like, Shoot, man, in the Metro, man, we played against some of the hardest competition it is and which really got him ready for a lot of the stuff that's going on now. And things kept going through middle school, man. You know, I kind of took him away from the park because I wanted him to learn more. You know, I just didn't want Malik to be like the average so-called, you know, black quarterback or whatever as far as the running, you know, because I always told him, which you know this, I said, everybody know you can run. I wanted them to see that right arm, though. So, you know, going to Homewood, man, he got a lot of different type of coaching and me sending him to all those camps. <laughs> you know, that was costly, but it all paid out, though. You know what I mean? Just to see the end result. And I'm just proud of him, what he doing. And I know sometimes, which you know this yourself, and people ask me all the time, did you know, how was it or this and that? But when you work hard, Dave, and you put – all into it, what you know we have, you kind of expect yeah. these type of, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, bro, we just happy and thankful and blessed, you know, 
But I am going to say this in front of all your partners and your viewers. You, you, you remember what you told me. Yeah, guys. This dude right here, this same dude told me one day, several days, he said, man, Malika, go D1, bro, but not at quarterback. He'll be, he'll be a receiver or a safety. This dude yeah, told hell. me that. This mm -hmm. dude told me that, bro. He, right, am I, I right did. or wrong, Dave? I did. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But see, that was before about Jackson, though. That was before about Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, and like, I was like, yeah, he gonna go. <laughs> but yeah, so, man, yeah, like, man. That was that was man. that was just crazy, bro. Because like we actually, man, you know, during the recruiting time, dog, you know. It was still a lot going on between that and bro, real talk. Malik stopped running the forty at camps, like because mm -hmm. you know Malik ain't everybody. It looked like it, but he's never been like the most the fastest guy in the position. But he always knew how to run. So, mm -hmm. saying that, man, you know people we used to go to camps, bro, and folks getting up there running this and that and four foes and all this and that and. We just kind of bet it on our right arm, man. You know, kind of bet it on ourselves. And, like, he used to walk away from the group, bro, when they used to go run. And it was crazy because everybody used to look like, oh, you're not going to run? And I'm standing there right there with him, dog. Like, dog, we ain't running. And when it's time to throw, I guarantee, bro, the cameras came to us after we threw. So, you know what I'm saying? It just, it's, been a, it's been a cool journey, man, you know. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I did. Um, I, I must say that I, I go on record. I'm always wrong, so they know that. <laughs> so I, I go on record on that. So I had no problem with that. But man, tell me about Saturday night. Saturday night, man. Let's talk about Saturday night. What the hell went on in Louisville, Kentucky? Man, man. <laughs> you know, at the end, you know, at the end of the day, man. You know, football is sometimes be made out to be a hard game. But it's really not. It's real mm -hmm. simple. Certain things you have to do no matter who you play. That's right. You got to tackle. Mm -hmm. and, and when you get hit in the mouth, you got to hit back. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the trenches, you got to win the trench battle. You know, that's that's real key in big boy ball, college mm -hmm. ball, pro ball. You got to win it in the trenches. And you know, we ain't win the game in the trenches, man, and like I said, once again, football, sometimes, man, you just you follow the football, it'll probably take you to a good spot, man. You know what I'm saying? We just, you know, bad, a couple bad reads, man, you know, and big plays, dog. You can't you can't give up big plays like that. You know what I'm saying? You, you cannot give up big plays like that. Yeah, and, and like I said, yeah, Malik I, I can't saw that up. one play. Go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'll just go say, you know, um, Malik can't go out there and tackle, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, a, lot, a lot of said thing as far as me picking against uh Louis. Hell out offense. Malik knew what he was doing. Malik was very efficient. I think I looked at one point, he was what 10 for 12 for almost 200 yards. And his yeah. quarterback efficiency was uh, amazing. But I mean, well, you had blown assignments all over Louisville's defense, and I was just like that. He can't do nothing about that, but 
Um, like I said, he had a great game on Saturday. Uh, and I know you're, I know you're uh, being his father. You're proud of him. You know, you just you got you got to put your arm around him and tell him, you know, everything is good. So how how is it handling the uh, the COVID situation? Man, it's it's hard, man. Like not being able to just, you know, like we able to see him after the game and stuff like that, but the fans ain't there. But at Louisville, man, they really do a real good job, you know, about testing for it. And Malik and them really ain't had but like one or two cases, man, like as far as throughout this whole little situation. So it, it's been a good thing, man, you know, just as far as that concern, you know what I'm saying, up there at Louisville or whatever. That's good. Dave, you got you got something else? No, man, I'm I'm good. I was gonna leave it open for y'all guys if y'all had some questions for. <laughs> well, I do I do have one question for you. Um, I think we all see, I think we all see Malik's talent. I think we see everything that he that he can do. Uh, definitely, progression uh, progressing each and every year. Do you see? Now, I know you're gonna give me the father answer on this, but do you see him playing on Sunday? And do you see him? And do, and do you see him having now? Look, I'm not. I'm not advocating this. Do you see him possibly changing positions? Is he going to be one of those guys and be like, "Look, I'm strictly a quarterback. That's going to be it." Or he like, uh, "How are you going to do to give me this check?" <laughs> All right, I'm gonna answer the last question first. Okay, <laughs> Malik, Mike, Malik is most definitely a quarterback. Yes, sir. That's right. Ain't, yeah, no, right. ain't right. no doubt about that, that's right. you know. And um, I'm 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 proud of the things that he do, man. But you know, I, you can ask Dave. I'm his biggest fan, other than his mom, but probably his biggest critic in this right. whole world. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I never let Malik is the most humble kid, and like I said, Dave can attest to this. You wouldn't know. What he is, or how good he, is or however that may go, man, you wouldn't know that unless you talk to somebody other than him, you know. Right. And that's like one right. of the best throughout all of this whole situation. Even though, like I said, it was expected, but Malik has always handled himself like, okay, I done been here before, so that that kind of make it easier on us as parents, you know what I'm saying? So throughout this whole little ordeal, man, he he been level headed, and you know. I, I just I'm glad of his his character shows a lot in a situation like this. And even when we lose, man, you know, I tell him, hey, just keep your head up. That's a game of football, man. You win some and you lose some, you know? All right. And I got and I got one question for you. For for the parents that listen to the show, what's one piece of advice you would give them about the recruiting process? Because I know with him, I'm sure I'm sure that that's a wild ride. What's <laughs> What's one piece of advice you would give any parents that got seniors or juniors in high school that little bit of nugget that they can take from it? Man, at every moment, man, monitor monitor the kids' phone calls. Gotcha. When I say that, meaning what coach tell them, you need to know that too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to just tell you a recruiting story with us. You know, when we left, you know, I don't know if they knew this or not, but LSU was our first choice in this whole little recruiting thing. And then, because um, he had made a relationship with D. Craig from down there in Auburn. So D. Craig had went to LSU, and LSU was our, you know, we, we liked it. You know, Malik didn't really like the food down there. 
You know what I'm saying? It's an acquired taste. So, but what happened was, you know, they ended up finding less miles and, you know, boom. So LSU got out of the way. So, boom, Georgia. Georgia became our number two choice. You know, at this week, Malik normally was either the either the top recruit when he went on revisits or he was the only quarterback on the visit. That's just how they set it up for him. Right. So mm-hmm. we at Georgia at this point, man, Jake Fromm was committed to Alabama. And mm-hmm. nobody really knew who Tua was at this moment. So mm-hmm. we like, okay, cool. You know, I'm, I'm the training. He coached Drew Brees, so I had asked him about Malik Hyde and all of that, and he was like, everything good. Man, I promise you, in the airways, by the time we leave Georgia that weekend and get back to Birmingham, Jake Fromm had decommitted from Alabama and recommitted to Georgia, and mm. Alabama had signed Tua. And mm. <laughs> all in a weekend. All in a weekend, dog. So we go to Louisville. And at this point, you know, Lee, like, well, Dad, we're going to go see. I had never heard of Lamar Jackson, didn't know who he was. I know we was watching the spring game, and I don't know if you guys watch anybody's spring game other than Bama's because they'll be competitive. But anybody else's, it's like they playing against us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Lamar had through by 17 touchdowns. I kind of <laughs> got bored from watching it. <laughs> and in my mind, you know, at the time, I didn't know – what defense was out there? Cause I'm like, man, I hope this ain't the boys. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, I, after the game, Malik went and talked with uh, Coach P at the time, man. And man, thing I know he like that. Come on. So we go up to the coach's office. I sit down again by myself. That's why I say, monitor everything. Mm-hmm. Don't let them tell you, I right, I'm finna go talk to coach and I'm gonna be right back. Nah. I'm going with you. You know what I'm saying? But it's all right. a learning process. So, you know, I'm following my son. I sit down. By the He, he come back. So when he come back, he like, Dad, you ready? I'm like, all right, cool. So we go in there. And the first question we asked when we walked back in the room was, so you going to commit? Malik stuck his hand out. Yeah, man, I'm standing there baffled. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, whoa, wait a minute, man. We just, we just have a conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, bro, and you, know, <laughs> and you know, at this moment, bro, I had not said two words to Coach P. I don't know right, yeah. if Stacy had talked to him or not, but I hadn't said nothing to this guy prior to that. And, you know, that whole little situation, man, of course, it done worked out better for Malik because I love our coaching style. I like Coach Satterfield. I like what he brought to the table. I like the way he worked the game around my son's strengths and the strengths of the team instead of trying to force an old scheme that maybe worked somewhere else. You know, we, we use what we got, which I, I like that because, you know, it show a lot of different things that Malik can do in the – the league is a play action league now. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff going on with the play action. Right. And we do a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's cool, man. You know, the whole little situation, I ain't gonna lie. Uh 2018, man, you know, shit, I was ready to leave. You know what I'm saying? But like I told my I, I was with whatever he wanted to do. And in the spring of last year, bro, before well, the summer practice, summer camp before he hurt his knee. Camp, I said, man, what you want to do, man? Your grades, right? We good. The, the uh, 
the uh, portal was hot because Jalen them was in the portal, you know what I'm saying? So I'm mm-hmm. like, man, the quarterback portal real hot this year, dog. You know, a lot of teams need quarterbacks. And he said to me, bro, he said, that is my team. And they, you know what type of confidence that Malik have from day one. So, bro, when he said that right up, man, hey, I ain't had no choice but to ride with him, man. What's crazy, bro, he got hurt three days later. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, you know, you just have to always, man, cherish the moment, bro. That's why that choice got to be the right choice. Right. You don't want to get there and go to transfer. You don't want to have to do none of that because sometimes it turn out good. Sometimes it turn out not so good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. But, man, I am going to say this here too, man. I love what I'm seeing from the day, though, man. The David Bruiser, man, we like that type of back, as you can tell. Where we can get to him twenty-seven times a game. Right, right. We doing that to a hundred and eighty-five pounder, dog. Just imagine if we had. Yeah, man, he's a beast, bro. He's a beast, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that little dude got some, man. He got some toughness, boy. Bro, he ran like he about two twenty-five, dog. Like for real. <laughs> Little dude, mm-hmm. tough as nails, dog. Like literally, yes, bro, like a lot of folks probably, you know, be on our receivers and this, that, and the third cuts, man. But that boy ten, he make it go, bro. He make the motion go. Yeah, ten do. Yes, he do. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, man, I, you know, I, I sent, I sent some, I sent some tape up there to Louisville, man. We ain't heard that back yet, but you know, hopefully, Saturday will take a look at it one day. Hey, man. Hey, it's still time, bro. It's still time, dog. Cause I, hey. I'm telling you, dog. I'm telling you for real. Hey, he could be like, I don't know if y'all remember when Michael Bush played at Louisville or not. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was an animal. I'm with it. No. So, Renaud, I think that's, that's pretty much all we got, Mike. Renaud, you got your thing else, man? We don't want to hold him up too long. No, we we we've had enough like uh, enough time, you know. Hopefully, man, we can get you back on, uh, you know, as the season goes on. But we really appreciate the time, man, and you know, we wish nothing but the best for Malik, man, and uh, we're definitely gonna be uh, cheering for the Cardinals all year. And for and for uh, clarification purposes, everybody on this panel picked the L's up except for the one. Uh, the, the the one guy that had to go against him. <laughs> it had to be one. Yeah, it was me. It was me, but I didn't want to. I know I saw Louisville defense, and I was just like, "Hey, but guess what though? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because somebody else was like, man, you know, Miami sorry, man.' And I was like, bro, they not the you that we used to as far right, as right. the the sap era and." All that right there, but you gotta understand that's Florida, and they still got Miami type yeah. athletes. You see what right. I'm saying? They still in the crib sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you, you know what I mean. You know, right. so it, it's kind of like no, nah, no, no lie. In a couple positions, bro, it was like it ain't no way we can win that one on one battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just, just on the just pure talent level, you know. But we gonna get it though. Yeah, we gonna get yeah. it though. That's what's up, man. <laughs> Well, well, man, Mike, we, I we, do we, want to say I appreciate you, brother. Okay, now, that's I, what's I up, man. I appreciate him, you know, coming on the show, man. We appreciate it, man. Thank you for spending time with us, man. We appreciate it, man. And, Mike, we, we're going to holler at you later on in the season, okay? All right, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, All right man. Take right, care. All right. All right. Peace. So, 
man, we really appreciate Mike doing what he did, man. That yes, was sir. a great time. You know, I'm sure he probably got a million stories like most football parents do, like Dave yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, but the big thing, the, the, the recruiting story is the funniest thing. We definitely going to highlight that. Uh, yes, but, man. I, I had to ask him that because I know, because like you said, man, that recruiting process, I mean, we, we hear stories, but when you actually hear the stories from the people, and not, you know, not hearsay when you actually hear those stories or, or, right. or ones like that, man. It's just it's just interesting. And a lot of people need to hear it because we know oh, yeah. a lot of people listen to this show got kids in high school, man. That's yeah. on that cusp. <laughs> and we and I know some weird ones too, but we'll get into that uh firsthand later on. But let's just dive a little bit more into that Miami Louisville game and then we can we'll move on uh, to it. Of course, Miami won 47-34. Uh, like I said, Mikael was 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 pretty Mikael Malik. I don't know what to say. Sometimes I'm just gonna say Malik. ESPN got him as Malik. ESPN say Malik. I think I think I think because they cleared it up because the people kept saying they kept some people calling him Malik and some people calling him whatever. I've all called him Malik. So, uh, you know, he had a really good game, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I have my own thoughts about Miami, uh, with that D line they got and all that kind of stuff that's going on. I'm I'm really looking at it like they. Right now, I have to put them two ahead of Notre Dame in the ACC. But let's just talk about this particular game. What was y'all initial thoughts on, on the game itself? I'll say this. My initial thoughts from Miami was they are they have tailored their offense completely to fit Derrick King. They're not asking him to do anything down the field. They are definitely allowing him to read the defense and take and take whatever it is that he can get. And it's clicking and it's working. And when you got when you got Brevin out there, man, he may he makes it all better. Like, I mean, if you go look at their receiving core, just look at the game. Brevin had seven catches for 120. The next person, you know, you had Mark Pope and he had four catches. Harley had two. You know, it's like when they throw, they throw in the Brevin and and it's, it's clicking, man. King has definitely found him his security blanket. And and if you don't take care of Jordan, you're going to be in some trouble. I, I will say this before I pass it on. It seems like just watching Miami and just looking at the film of them, mm-hmm. man, they, they look so much like a different team. And you got to give some of that credit to Rhett also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to be top – Five and like that, but they just look, they just look, they look way more comfortable from week one to week two. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Louisville had their moment, especially with the boy Tutu. You know, I think they need to, of course, he is from Miami, they need to get on there a little it, bit more. But um, Hawkins from South Florida, too, the guy we were talking about, the running back, yeah. he from South, he from, I think, he from Coco Beach, so from mm-hmm. he from down that way, too. Louisville, so, Louisville <laughs> always, Louisville always typing into that. But uh, uh, Tuck, what you got on the game, man? Uh, I mean, pretty much like, I mean, what I kind of figured it was going to happen. I, I really thought I didn't. Okay. It was pretty much how, you know, what Miami did, what I saw from week one, they had a lot of missed opportunities. That game should have been a blowout. It shouldn't have been close. It shouldn't have been. I think uh, King is starting to settle in. And and this is, again, part of what Rhett has learned from Gus probably. And another thing, uh, uh, what he's learned from Gus that I like is that he's he's 
Yes, please, please clarify the light part because yeah, because yeah, this is the thing that I thought you know, no, you know, no, I got no, I got a whole list of opinions about that. Yeah, so um, the things I liked that was Gus like was the the read option. And, you know, it was it was fluent. You could tell you couldn't tell who had the ball. I think mm-hmm. the best point was between him and uh, I, I keep getting a running back name. The best point between him and the running Harris. back was real good. Harris, yeah, Harris. I think the uh, the RPOs were great. They did great uh, jobs of reading what what went to pass and when to run. Uh, I think everything they, they kept them off balance, and Louisville didn't know what to do, especially when it when that wheel route. I saw the wheel route coming from a mile away because I I saw the guy come in motion, so I'm going right in the running back. You saw the one at night. I, the one I, I saw him step mm-hmm. two steps in the front, and I was like, "Oh, that wheel route here it comes." And boom, it was wide, wide open. open. Uh, the things I did, the things I didn't like, but there was very gust like, and it almost got Louisville and Mikhail, uh almost got back in the game. Was the not putting the, their foot on their neck? They got mm-hmm. real conservative in that last part of the first half. Uh, that's that was very gust like. Uh, <laughs> they they they. I think uh, if I remember correctly, Miami defense had got two turnovers back to back and two drives. And a turnover on downs, and you only get you, you got what two field goals? That's another thing. Their field goal kicking mm-hmm. awesome. Dog, that fifty seven yards. He landed from Florida International, I think. So yeah, grad transfer, yeah. Right. So that was another good transfer they picked up. I think, like I said, I, I, I think you got to stay aggressive and re- realize that after Louisville came and scored the first drive after halftime. He's like, you know what? Maybe I need to keep this going because if I don't keep this going, I'm going to have a, you know, I'm going to be in trouble. Because Miami ran two plays in the second half. The first two plays in the second half on offense, it's Cortez. Overall, I think the the Miami offense is good. I think think Louisville defense just didn't know what to do. And the defensive coordinator looked lost. And this offense is not too much different from what Ritt had been running. It was it was just a bunch of smoke and mirrors. And you just got to stay at home. The ends uh left the containment. That was that was one of the biggest things. You got to set that edge against this offense. If you set the edge, you can be fine. But assignment real defense is real disappointed me. But I kind of figured they was going to do this anyway. That's where I kind of picked. That's why I picked Miami. So, well, I, I will say this: Miami definitely got some talent on there. And Jalen Phillips, the transfer from UCA to former five UCLA, excuse me, the former five star recruit. Yeah, uh, he like a man on there on the end. So, Dave, what you got on this game, sir? I know you. I know it's a little uh, bit more uh, personal for you. Well, it was it's, it's three things that stand out to me. Uh, I got I made three points. First thing, when I turned the TV on and I'm um, looking at this game, and Louisville had ball. It doesn't matter which side of the ball you look at, either Louisville offense or their defense. First thing stood out to me was the size difference between Miami and Louisville. Uh, I'm like, either Miami is really got some big guys, or Louisville is just kind of small. I think Louisville's littleness smaller in uh, size. That's one thing. Second thing stood off me is that Miami defense speed. Um, and Louisville's fast. I mean, Louisville has mm-hmm. some straight out flat, fast guys, but man, it, it, it's those kids from Miami, they just kind of flying all over the place. Third thing, and Mike talked about a little bit in the trenches, man, Miami D line, I don't know what they was on, 
Saturday night. They was on something because uh, it was just straight whoop. It was just straight whooping down there. And um, those are my three things, man. Five different defensive speed with Miami. And Miami controlled the line of scrimmage, man. And I think that led to the result. One of the reasons we led, led to the result that we saw. I got you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. All those points are all the all everything the same kind of with the with the with the points that you was making but it they had their opportunities even though they was getting dominated they had their opportunities and you know but in the end i think you know i think we figured out the the more complete team one like i said it's 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 a good look for miami right if they can continue to improve and do what they do you just never know in this uh 10 game season what's gonna happen so you got something else no nah, i'm good oh okay yeah. well we're gonna put that one to bed. <sighs> Hold on. Uh, we gotta move on to this game. And then put my glasses off for a sec. What you got to do, man? What? Oh, boy. I mean, we we, 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 we don't have to talk about it. I mean, we don't no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about this Navy versus Tulane game. <laughs> Because you know, you wake up, you look at, I turn it on. Oh, it's twenty four. That's a blowout, man. This is first half. Then I'm watching Navy. I'm looking around. And I look. I said, Oh, they done changed the quarterback from last week. Then they brought the quarterback back in, and all hell broke loose. And I, that's all I'm gonna say about that for right now. Then you know, you're on fourth and three. You you do the incomplete pass and just give just instead of just taking the points and and and. Going ahead, no, we're gonna score a touchdown. <laughs> we're gonna score a touchdown. Yeah, taking the points and go ahead. I'm saying, like, oh boy. So, anyway, I'm gonna turn it over to Tucker, let him get his first thoughts in because I'm still sitting here disgusted because the fact it was 24 only. And no, it was not on my on my ticket for anybody to ask. No, definitely not. That's good to know. Uh, yeah. that's good to know. <laughs> Yes, I ever pick service academies to be on your spread on your team on your uh on your uh betting ways because if you do you don't there might be a chance you lose anyway. Uh, <laughs> I told I, I talked about this a couple times before that uh you know Justin always told me that the who's the toughest teams y'all ever played ever and he always mm-hmm. told me it's the service academies no matter what it is and what the score is. Those guys are not going to quit at all. Not going to quit. So when I looked at the game, I thought, "Well, damn, I got this all wrong." <laughs> I was like, "Well, damn." I was like, well, I, was like I guess you know, whatever. It's no, no biggie. But then I turned like an hour later, and I was like, "Are you shitting me?" <laughs> I cannot believe this. I was like, "Okay, all right." So then, like I said, I, look, coaching. It, I don't know it. Sometimes X and O's will lose this game. X and O's lost lost this game. It was sometimes you just got to use common sense. But common sense ain't common for everybody. Um, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I I, like I said. When I looked at this game, and I was like, hmm, this is this is interesting. But I mean, Tulane they just they just pulled up Lane. Uh, I mean (laughs) that. And that's, that's all I can say. They had it in the bag. All you had to do was just be confident and run good plays, but they fell asleep at the wheel. I'm I'm, I'm very surprised 
that uh, uh, I, I ain't gonna say I'm surprised, but I'm yeah. I saw that 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 Navy fault. I mean, yeah. But Dalen putting Dalen Mars back in the quarterback, yeah. and he he even said something about the fact that him having to watch. And like it's, I saw like the last quarter was like it seemed like they competitive juices got back in it, and the fact that Fritz, I think that's the coach name at Tulane, mm-hmm. I can't remember. You know the fact that he just had like, you know, we know many coaches have had brain fart moments, and that he just seemed to have one. It's like, dude, like I don't know, you win the game, you know, like like Herm said, you play to win the game, you don't play for right. for style points a lot of times. But I think it that that's what I had on it. Uh, uh, David, you got anything on the particular on this particular game, sir? I mean, I'm sitting over here scratching my head. I'm trying to think who the hell did I pick? <laughs> <laughs> I think you picked Tulane. I think you had Tulane. I think you had Tulane. Uh, let me let me go let me go to the research department right quick. Uh, research. Hold on, yeah. hold on. I can tell you exactly what you had, Dave. Uh, you I did. You did uh, have Tulane. You and Renard had Tulane. Yeah, Tulane. I picked Tulane first because I said, there ain't no way in hell I'm about to trust Navy for somebody who don't practice. But a friend. Then they practice. And what I said, I said, hey, man, leave them folks alone. <laughs> it wasn't no hating. I, this, yeah, this I mean, he was telling the truth. I mean, I agree with yeah. him. Yeah. So, you had. I really don't have anything on the game. Um, I mean, I was trusting my people. You know, I trusted in, in, in you, Williams. I trust you. And you let me down. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going to fault you. You going to play no. Hey, hey, you going to put on no. You the reason why Navy went to practice this week. You know, I, I they heard the podcast <laughs> and they decided to practice. And that's why we owe you, you know. Uh, Thank you, brother. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. Only thing I got on it is the fact that it's just you know they just show heart, man. And like we said, they don't those those teams, man. They don't give up. And when you looked at that game, it was just like, okay, okay, they coming back, no problem. But then when you look up and they done came back and took the lead, it was just like, (laughs) (laughs) like what the hell happened to Lane? Like. So so shout out to Navy and the midshipmen, man. You know, you, you made you the midshipmen, man. You made you made us you made us proud, man. You made us proud, you fault. Moving on to the next game. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> move, move, move. I don't I, I don't I, I know I got this one wrong to uh Wake Forest versus NC State. Uh First of I all, got that one, I got that one right. I got right. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. First of all, you got like it was like seventy five or nothing. Or something. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was it was forty five to forty two. Let's forty five to forty two. I knew it was gonna be close. It was it was a wild game, a very wild game, back and forth, back and forth. The thing that had me tripping was the fact that Wade Forest was just moving the ball pretty mm-hmm. well. Now they defense, that's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that, but. Um, I know they had a, a late switch at quarterback and all that kind of good stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I mean, if you were just watching with no with no dog in the fight, hey, it was a very entertaining game. I don't think any one of us thought it was going to be a 45-42 game. Of course, nah. we, we wasn't 100% sure we were going to get out of NC State. We had kind of heard, like, hey, you know, this yeah. might happen, that might happen with a new coach and all that kind of stuff like right. that. So, I don't know. So, who who got something on this game first? I, nothing for real. I mean, like I said, 
uh, the scoring, there was no defense. I thought NC State defense was going to be a little bit better than uh, what I, what was shown from when Wake Forest played against Clemson. I Clemson. thought I thought Wake Forest was going to be kind of you know a little beat up about um, from last week, but I mean they came out, they played pretty good, but I mean it was just a game. I think I think uh, what surprised me was that you know NC State was able to continue like marching the ball down the field on Wake Forest. And, you know, Wake Forest defense was pretty good last year. And I thought, you know, maybe they'd be okay. But NC State, just, you know, came out to be a little bit tougher than Wake Forest. So that's all I got. I mean. You think that new offensive coordinator that NC State got, I think his name is Tim Tim Beck, that might have something to do with it. Because, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even remember where he came from. I just knew they had a new OC and they were well, excited about him. I think he's still because I mean you can technically put him on Gus Tree also just like with Drink. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, Drink is going. I mean, he's doing he's gonna be doing his thing in Missouri. So, I mean, you can put him on Gus Tree. I mean, look, Gus Tree is getting kind of wide all of a sudden because a lot of guys that he's that he's helped out. Yes, I know. Starting, I know. Starting to spread, even though even even though we all say he you know he hires high school coaches. Some of these high school coaches are turning into, into college coaches now. College and, coaches. I mean, it, it's starting to look like a, a pretty decent tree, but I'm not going to give him credit right now as far as, you know, revolution in the game or, or whatever. But, I mean, you got to give him some kind of credit. I didn't say I wouldn't give him any credit. I didn't say, I didn't I didn't say you wasn't. I'm just saying you got to give him not, not personally to you, Lars. No, no, no. But I hear it a lot about, about him and his tree. So, Ben, you got anything, sir? Nah, man. I mean, NC State, you know, Bailey Hockman, former, you know, we know where he came from. Was yeah. very efficient, 16 for 23, man. He looked he looked completely different this year than he did last year when he got thrown into the fire. Because mm. last year he looked like a deer in headlights because he wasn't ready for the action. But it looks like that year of, you know, we all know what happened to NC State last year. So, looks like he had another year. He had another year. What you pick waiting for us? No, because NC State looked terrible last year. No, I bet I picked Wake. They did. They were one of the few. They were so one Missouri of the just picked. So Missouri just picked their coaches off of what NC State did. No, I'm just saying they were they were one of the few teams that we actually dominated last year, and that's not saying much. Oh. Um, and, and Wake and Wake was coming out, and Wake was coming off. You know, the game against Clemson, they looked okay for a little while. So for a little while. You just seen what Clemson just did to Pat. Mm-hmm. I know it was a suitable. It was a suitable. You you was all right till you brought that comparison up. Now now you just, <laughs> all your credit just left. They did not. <laughs> you compared <laughs> eight. Okay okay we 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 we. Hey man, the Citadel be fighting man. Don't be doing the Citadel like that. They chop block with the best of them. <laughs> Moving on, Mr. Gold. Y'all know they do. I didn't act like that. <laughs> Mr. Gardner, do you have anything on this game, sir? Yes, yes. Thank you. Uh, first of all, let me say this. I was happy to see Sam Hartman um, have a good game. I was introduced to this kid, well, place that I didn't physically meet him, but, you know, was on, I think he was on QB1, uh, I think mm-hmm. on one of those uh, episodes. I think it was the one, was it, it wasn't with Justin Fields. It may have been the one after that. But anyway. Uh, so I was real curious. I knew he committed Wake Forest. Like he didn't play much. I don't think last year he played a little bit. I think, but um, I was happy that he had a pretty good game. He's twenty three for thirty six, two thirty six, one touchdown. 
what stood out to me was how North Carolina State ran the ball. Man, they had two two guys that had almost oh, man one rush for ninety seven, other rush for ninety nine, two touchdown, one touchdown. But I think my pick. I was more curious about how they were going to look after coming off of playing Clemson. Um, so I still have questions. Is, is this NC State forty points good? Or was mm-hmm. Wake Forest just kind of coming off of, you know, that little shell shot from playing Clemson? So I want to watch NC State another week to see how they do. But um, but yeah, man, uh, big big ups to Sam Harden. I was I was good to see him have it. It was good to see him have a good game. I think I think the jury is still out on on both of them on both teams as we continue to move forward. If they got some good foundation to move forward on, um, Wake Forest, you know. Hey, y'all just got to keep fighting, man. Y'all the demon deep. Y'all got to keep fighting. North they, Carolina they State. Gave, they gave them one hell of a schedule, too. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. North, yeah. Carolina, North Carolina they State, did. you got to do what you got to do, and we'll, we'll, <laughs> see, we'll see how you move on next week. But next game is going to be probably one of the most surprising games of the weekend. That'll be Oklahoma State versus Tulane. Man. Uh, this was not a pretty game. In uh, <laughs> NSA form of fashion, uh, you know, Sanders got hurt. The, the the QB from them got hurt in the first half with an ankle. Then you had the uh, second string QB come in, and he was the really the reason why that they were not – they didn't really do anything. And then they right. went to the true freshman. Yes. Shane Ellington, and he mm-hmm. basically saved the day for them. So sure this, this is what we've been talking about with depth. Like, you mm-hmm. never know in what game you're going to be down to your third string <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> Your third string quarterback, man. It, I mean, he looked better than the second string quarterback to me. I, I I could be wrong, but I mean, the game was the game was really terrible. Honestly, I mean, on a, yeah. on a, on a, if you're looking at it from a whole, I got to give them credit for pulling out the win to do what they had to do because it is their first game. Had a lot going on. Tulsa fought, man. Like Tulsa was there. They were fighting, but they made some mistakes. They didn't make. They didn't play a good game either. But they made some mistakes where they could have actually pulled off the quarter. Yeah, man. They yep. killed them, man. They penalties, so, Killed. So, um, who wants to go first? Okay, Tuck, I'll let you go first. What's your thoughts on this game, sir? Uh, I think I, I, I think I picked you know Oklahoma State to like blow this team out. I think they all did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I really think if uh, how can I say this? If the quarterback didn't get hurt, uh-huh. uh, they would have been okay. Yeah, it would have been blowout. Chubb, like you would have been having the passing, and then you would have had Chubb. I mean, Chubb was doing his thing. I mean, Tyler Wallace. I mean, he had a pretty good game. Yeah, after, after, after so, the first half, they didn't after, throw after first, That was on chain, I think. Most of, well, most of them change. Uh, but I mean, I don't see, I don't, I really don't see them struggling after this until they can meet like somebody like Oklahoma or maybe even Texas, maybe. But right now, I mean, they just, they was on their third string quarterback against Tulsa and they eked it out. I think, right. I think it was blood and they, they saw Tulsa saw blood in the water and the opportunity to, you know, I guess you could say quote unquote upset. But again, he was on your third string quarterback. It's, what was what shocked me was their second string quarterback looked very ill prepared to play. Uh, and Ethan, Ethan, Bla- Ethan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ethan, uh, Bla- that, that was very shocking to me. Yeah, I thought he would have been more prepared, ready to play, but 
You never know what the issue was. But Tulsa, right. Tulsa had an injury too. They started running back, uh, wasn't there either. He he had right. an ACL injury uh in practice this week. So I mean they I mean they still had some other guys that stepped in, but uh it was really it was really good to see them uh to see to see Tulsa keep fighting, you know, saying through right. everything that happened and through everything that was going. But uh Dave, what's your thoughts on the game, sir? Uh, don't really have a whole lot. Um, I tell you said the starting quarterback got hurt, right? Sanders, yeah. Uh, in Sanders, right? So, uh, yes. how long was he out? Uh, I haven't heard. I, I, it might be a couple of weeks. It was just, it was a high ankle injury, so. So you probably looking at what, three, four, five weeks or so. You never know. Um, they, they didn't say for real. Oklahoma State might be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> you struggling with Tulsa. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, you struggling with Tulsa. You got to go another three to four weeks without your, your, your QB one. Uh, it's going to be a rough ride there, uh, Steelwater. Um, just hang on, guys. I don't really have much <laughs> on the game. Um, I worked Saturday, and and I peeped in, and it was like seven nothing or something. Whatever the score was, I turned it off. So. I didn't know yeah. we were gonna cover the game today, but you know, <laughs> I'm just joking. But no, nah, seriously. But seriously, though, man, it, it's gonna be rough riding in, in, in Steelwater, man. I don't have that on that game, uh, honestly. Well, um, well, maybe maybe by the time we come back Wednesday, maybe by the time we come back Wednesday, we'll have an update on 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 his injury. Was yeah. it to see to see exactly what it is? But it, I'll tell you this: <laughs> I watched the game because right. I had another interest in the game, and it was on a. It was on my on, on on the laptop, and I'll just say this: like it was rough, and Tulsa had every opportunity to do what they needed to do. But I said the game was not a pretty game. But in this day and age, you just got to get the win and the hope move on. Ben, you got anything you want to say, sir? All I'm gonna say to that point was like you said when they had when they were inside the fire and they got that false start, they had all the momentum in the world, and they came mm-hmm. up. And then once they got that false start and it took them back outside the team, I was like, that's it. And sure enough, <laughs> they didn't do nothing with it. And you see the final result, 16-7. They ended up, they ended up, I don't, Renard on that one, they ended up not getting anything out of that. Uh-huh. They ended up getting nothing. They didn't get a field goal. They didn't get nothing. They they were inside the five. It was like second down, I believe it was his second, I think it was second down. They got called uh-huh. for the false start. And they went from inside the five to not even a field goal. So right, that pretty much was that pretty much was the game. Well, pretty I think I'm going. I'm gonna hold our judgment on Oklahoma State to number one. I mean, we know they got the talent on offense. I mean, because we we talked this whole time. We ain't talked about you, but the whole time we ain't talked about Hubbard the whole time. We ain't talked about none of it. That's just how terrible the game was. <laughs> right, well, it ain't no point to talk right. about trouble because right. like because he had 27 carries, but that's a lot against Tulsa. But I was again say- with the QB play. Right. I, w- <laughs> I I will say this. I know we're seeing some spotty play, but this is what we this is what this is to be expected. With mm-hmm. teams that are starting and stopping mm-hmm. in practice and you having to get some people out with contact tracing, some people mm-hmm. actually have the virus. You know, right now it's about surviving advance because really like if you could just get through this rough couple of weeks and hopefully right. not have anything crazy. I don't expect to see great football. I just expect to see football. Now, some teams are going to be better than others, of course, because some teams are more loaded, more more, mm-hmm. more talented, and some of them is going to be natural. But it's not really surprising me that it was that bad. But it's surprising how so many people across the country are just taking it that way. Like, but, okay, but you know well, something? you know something. No, to your point, 
I will say this, looking at the college game and you look at what's happening in the NFL right now, it's amazing how maybe it's youth, whatever you want to call it, but you look at the major injuries in the NFL that has happened in the first two weeks and you look at college, everybody for the most part in college, yeah, they going through their ups and downs and bumps and bruises, but there hasn't been any major injuries from gameplay. Like there's been people that have gotten hurt in practice and so forth, but there hasn't been any major injuries so far, knock on wood, right. from gameplay. So if anything else, that's the NFL is showing you. That's the one thing you really need to focus on is just making sure, like you said, Renard, surviving advantage, just get through the game. Hopefully all your starters is intact and move on to the next week. <laughs> and we can we'll we'll, we'll get on the NFL later, but because I definitely have an opinion about that. But let's move on to the next game. Next game was University of Central Florida versus Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, go to hell. Uh, <laughs> once again, for letting me down, making me look foolish. Y'all, and, then, and then you teased me. Then you teased me, bro. They look good. They look good. They look good. They hung in there. 28, 21. We back in this thing. No. UCF said, oh, y'all, y'all thought we were done? Let me show y'all this fast-paced offense that we got that we ain't really unleashed on y'all yet. And then, but, you know, two 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 words. Two words for this game is Dylan Gabriel, Baby Tua, Baby T, whatever you want to call him, you know what I'm saying, doing his thing, looking. UCF look like UCF, what you expect for them to look like because mm-hmm. they have a really good recruiting ground. They got some athletes. They look pretty good on both sides of the ball. Like, they look at that team like, just keep your eye on them. Y'all already know, but. When they went that one drive, hurry up, hurry up. I'm talking about like, it was like, okay, five plays, done a touchdown. See y'all later. Y'all thought y'all had Let's something go. to us. But, Ben, uh, I'll let you go first about this game, sir. My, my my thoughts is, you know, the thing about Georgia Tech, what they're going to have to get used to because it's, it's already showing to be a, a small trend, but they're going to have to get used to being able to overcome Sims turnovers because although he played well again he had another good game he's able to have turnovers and ignore them and move on to the next play but a team like georgia tech in this game he had two picks he had another phone which was which mirrored what he did last week but the difference was facing a better team they were able to capitalize on those mistakes and I think that that's going to be the one thing that I'm sure that what's name is going to drive that coach is going to drive home. Like, look, since you got to take care of the ball, but mm. I will get Georgia take this Gibbs, that kid, the running back, they got them some with him. That's going to be a tandem. You give them to about year three together, Sims and Gibbs, that's going to be a tandem. That's going to be a lot to deal with a lot to deal with. So they got a promising future. You know, UCF just – they had to – and in the end of the day, they had a better quarterback. They had a better quarterback, and they had a better overall team. And that's how they were able to manufacture that win. I got you. I, I, I will say this. The uh, the running back for UCF, did y'all see that guy? His name is Otis Anderson. I wonder, is he related to the Otis Anderson from, from the, the Giants? Giants. Yeah, <laughs> the Giants. I wonder. That's the first thing I thought about when I yep, saw that game. For the Giants. Yeah. Yep. I was like, hmm. So t- what you got on it, sir? Um pretty much, you know, what you know what Ben said, uh, and what you said at the beginning. Um 
I thought the offense was going to be a little bit more explosive, but it was a gloomy day. It just, it was, I didn't know it was 11 o'clock. That morning kick, you know, you know how Auburn does morning kick. I think they kind of uh, don't remind me we got one this weekend. Coming up, but we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, so I really thought that that was going to be a little bit, you know, more efficient offensively. Uh, they made some mistakes, but don't get me wrong. Georgia Tech came to play. They laid they laid a hat on them a couple of times, uh, especially that that little running back guy. They got uh, you know I, he's tough. I ain't gonna lie, he's a tough kid, but. Uh, but shout out to Georgia Tech for keeping it, you know, close. But uh, again, UCF uh, showed that, that that's why they're, you know, everybody talks uh, highly of them in their offense. Uh, their defense looked pretty good. Um, I can't remember that safety name, but he was he, he he's legit. Uh, he, he's a headhunter. He, he's he's gonna he's gonna try to knock your head off easily. So other than that, I think everything was how everything was gonna fall into place. I got you. I mean, but the the running back that Ben was talking about, I, I will say yeah. this: they were talking about he was uh, you talking about he was twenty four, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He they were talking about how he was like a number two, number three running back in his class or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I told you, college is building, man. We just got to give him some more time, and you know, hopefully he can work through these freshman woes with Sims, and we'll see how that goes in this crazy kind of season. Good thing ain't nobody losing no eligibility. Hey, look, and you know so Renard, look, it ain't it ain't gonna be hard. It ain't hard to sell Atlanta. It is not no. hard to sell Atlanta. And, he, and if they he, can show a competent product, it is not hard to sell Atlanta. Well, you know, that's that's part of his branding strategy. They've been talking mm-hmm. about it. His branding strategy has been like it's all about the 404, it's about the ATL mm-hmm. height. Yep. He's trying to sell it around that. So, David, sir, <laughs> what you got on the game, Mr. Mr. Gardner? Hey man, on the game, basically, I want to highlight Dylan Gabriel. I think that's obvious. Um, 27 for 41, 417 yards, full touchdown. Like Ben said, uh, the turnover bug for Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, Mr. Sims, uh, had two interceptions. So, I mean, that's going to be something they're going to have to correct. Uh, I didn't expect them to win that game. I didn't think that they could score. They proved to me that they really could score uh, <laughs> for the week. <laughs> so, um, again, I think Sims and Gibbs is going to be something to, to, to be reckoned with in the future. But um, overall, I think UCF looked like UCF. Uh, they only get better as time goes on, and uh, we'll see how it Okay. Well, I, UCF, like, I think I'm with you on that thing. UCF look like UCF. But before we uh, kill any more thoughts on this game, Georgia Tech, keep your head up, man. You got a bright future for real if y'all just sure. kind of follow. Follow everything that you got. Follow everything that you got going on in UCF. Y'all just marching the same beat, and whoo, Lord have mercy. They look, they they look, they looked impressive. The next game we want to talk about. Let's go to uh, BC versus Duke. I think there's another one. Got did, did I get one right this week, Tuck? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, really trying to figure. I out. believe in you, Chase Bright. I believe in you. I, I do. I still do. <laughs> Let me let me and let me get this out about this game. The quarterback from Notre Dame looked pretty good. Uh Zay Flowers looked good for Boston College, but Duke, four turnovers mm. in the red mm-hmm. zone. Same you got the same day. problem as you did the week before. Yep. Y'all are driving the ball. Mm-hmm. You I, don't the feel, ball. I don't feel as bad about my pick, but bro, how you have four turnovers in the red zone? Four, and you had five total. 
So, you know, that, that uh. but like I said, hey. BC, Zay, Zay Flowers out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, another one. Jeff Hartley is, is dipping down to Florida like everybody else do, the former mm-hmm. DB coach, co-defensive coordinator from, quote-unquote, the new DBU, as they like to call themselves. I'm not getting to that conversation with them. But <laughs> at the same, I'm not going down that road. I'm just saying, yeah, y'all have some hell of five DBs come through the Ohio State. But, mm-hmm. I mean, BC definitely looked different, man. I would give them that. But I thought – but well, five turnovers yeah, pass. Uh, five turnovers, man. You should you should yeah, you should win that game. You should definitely win that game. So, Tuck, what's your thoughts on it, sir? Uh, just like just like everybody been saying, um, that like what you said at the beginning, the turnovers. Uh, that 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 hurt him. I mean, if let's say you just turn over the ball over twice, you're talking about a different ball game. Um, Chase Bryce, I think he just had a off day. Well, he had two at it all day, but it it was it wasn't too it wasn't you know efficient, and I think for any Cutcliffe offense to work, you gotta be efficient. Offense, you gotta be efficient. You gotta be efficient, man. You can't turn the ball over. You gotta. I don't know, man. It Duke's defense really one who who really you know shocked me. I was like, sometimes you gotta bear back and you gotta dig in and you know get a stop. It didn't happen. Uh, I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to be a 31-24 game. Uh, mm-hmm. Those turnovers really changed that outcome. But, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but, I mean, shout out to BC for, you know, playing, playing football. They did, That's all they did. They just kept pounding the ball. And <laughs> that's all we had. That and Zay Flowers. And then I think, and I think for for BC, that's that's definitely different. Like you look at BC over the last, I say what, six years, seven years, you ain't seen them have no receiver putting up. First of all, receiver quarterback throwing for three hundred yards, and you know what I'm saying. And then the most explosive player on the team actually being the receiver. That's just something you hadn't gotten used to from BC over the last few years. So. For them, maybe this is, quote-unquote, the dawn of a new era. They, they're going to try to change things up a little bit and not be so committed as to the run as they have been. Because, you know, in the past, it was just like, look, throwing to them was just optional. It was just like, look, we're just going to throw the ball when we have to. But maybe now they're going to be more balanced. So, shout out to BC, man. Doing what you're supposed to do with the turnover. Well, it's good to see what Jeff what Jeff Hall is going to do. Dave, you got anything on, on this particular game, sir? It's just good to see BC actually throw the football, uh, number one. Uh, yeah. So, for them to have it over 300-yard pass is definitely different. And I'm looking at this kid, Zay Flowers, man. Uh-huh. He is from Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We're back you know, with the guys we was talking about those Florida guys. South Florida. So, this is one. South Florida guy. He's all the way up in doggone Boston College. Now, how did they? How did everybody let this happen? I don't know, but <laughs> it's it happening. Hey, you see the results of it. So, again, big shots out to Boston College, man. Uh, you know, it's it's a different look, and I'm um, I'm looking forward to seeing this week. Okay, I think the thing about Zay Flowers is, uh, if you look at his height and his size. You got so many Florida athletes from that area, man. Yeah. From that South Florida area, yes, I think. I, I think he's. I think he's on like five ten. Yep. But I mean, that's not bad side. But I think he's kind of light. 
but you know he yeah. kind of might get lost in the puzzle like those kind of guys normally will be at a fiu or fau or, or ucf or usf right. and he probably like okay these places are getting overcrowded i'm gonna go somewhere i'm going on the road and then you know you never know because there's so many athletes down there on that side when it comes to them too when it comes to uh when it comes to south florida you never know how them kids get out and, of there we already know how that recruiting game works with exposure and they have him listed as 5'11, 178. so mm-hmm. uh that means that he could possibly be shorter and smaller correct in reality he is definitely electric bro he's definitely electric so we got another game we want to get into man and then we go we're gonna uh call it a night we got some other games that happen but you know no we're gonna just go go to this one and this is mostly a tuck game number <laughs> one because tuck tuck was tuck like, i remember tuck I, I, I remember you know when we was picking this game last week so like y'all really got faith in notre dame run the tape, man. Run the tape. <laughs> run the tape. i was like hey i'm just telling you i think i said 42 to something like that i can't remember but so Congratulations, Notre Dame. But Tuck, what's your thoughts on this game, sir? Uh, still the same from last week. I really I still don't trust Ian Book. I just think South Florida didn't bring their defense with him. I really didn't. I mean, that's the bottom line. Uh, I mean, he did play. He he played up to his potential. I'll put it that way. Uh, I'm I'm very you know I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still on the fence about you know. Him being, I mean, him producing against a good defense. I didn't. I guess I the research department didn't tell me that they that South Florida lost nine starters off the defense, so that would have helped me out too. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel as though they they took they took care of business. Do I think they took a step forward? No, no. I mean, do I think South Florida could did better? Yes. I mean, but again, Notre Dame defense was who I think they are. I mean. I think they're the hardest soul of the team, which they had a shutout in a 52-0 game. Uh, I really thought the offense – I mean, I should have thought, you know, they could have gave a little bit more time to South Florida's offense. I thought they are going to be just like a little bit better than what was shown on tape. But, again, with COVID season, no spring practice, that, that might have a little effect on it. But, I mean, like I said, Ian did what he was supposed to do. I mean, I, I'm not – my mind hasn't been all uh, hasn't changed any from what I've seen. So nothing. Well, good deal. They won fifty-two to nothing, and I will say book numbers was not impressive. Twelve and nineteen for one hundred and forty-three yards. That's not really saying much for a whole game. Uh, it, it was just I don't know. It just kind of seemed like well, we just kind of not so much going through the motions, but it was just like we South Florida was, just was not yeah. not good. Right. It was just last days ago. Now just like okay. I mean, he had. I'm looking at some of his stats now. Like you said, 12 of 19, 143. Hit a four-yard touchdown run. Boy, like I said, no. I mean, like I said, I, I, I want to see him against the competition that – I want to see him against better competition. And when right. it comes to better competition, right now I'm not seeing it. I'm, I'm not. Well, that I mean, that was it about that game. It wasn't a lot to get into. And, no, we did not right. cover the Clemson game. I think we all know what that was all it's, about. It's, it's not done to cover. <laughs> uh, but 
we want to go ahead and wrap it up, man. It's a little right, 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 right at an hour because we got a lot to going on this week. We're gonna have some type of SEC preview coming up probably Wednesday. Hopefully tomorrow we will be recording with a special guest. But we definitely want to shout out and thank Michael Cunningham for coming on the show, thank man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate and we, it. And he definitely will be back. And uh, if that's it, this is your boy Renard Williams. Y'all can hit me up on Twitter at Renard D Williams. Go ahead, Tuck. It's your boy C Tuck. You know y'all can hit me up. At uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook at Chauncey Tup. All right, Ben. You can go ahead and reach me on Twitter and Instagram at I am DJ Double Dose, man. Dave. You can reach me at Twitter or uh, DMR the 205 on Twitter. Uh, and that's all I got, fellas. Well, y'all can reach the show, man, on all the platforms. We will have this the audio available on Anchor. We will have this, of course, on YouTube. But hopefully, this is where you're watching it right now. If you're not just listening, hit us up on all social media, Down South Football Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Holler at us, man. If nothing else, man, we'll be back at y'all in the next couple of days with some more previews about this weekend. Big week coming up. So we'll holler at y'all next time. Peace. All right, we out.